0: Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. As I've always said, who has 10 or 20, 30 years to wait for answers to their illnesses, to their symptoms, to their conditions, because that's what goes wrong. That's what's happening. You know, when you take a look and you go back a decade be, be before us, a decade before that, a decade before that, and if you even look at it now, is nobody knows what causes a symptom. <laughs> and and you know what it was blamed on all these years? If you're, you know, women know this, if menopause, menopause or perimenopause or hormones have been blamed on all these other symptoms that the medical communities don't even know about. First of all, heart palpitations, that's not menopause. That's number one, okay? You know, hot flashes, believe it or not, is not even menopause. That's a liver problem. That's why women that are 22, 23, 24 years old have all these hot flashes. 26 have hot, you know, 29, 31. They're not going through menopause, and they have these hot flashes all the time. And because there's all these different symptoms, regardless uh, in what area of chronic illness, no one's matching symptoms up right on any level. So then it gets this big old tag, like, oh, it must be just Lyme disease. That's what you have. Or this other big old tag. Or it's menopause. Or it's hormones. Or it's all in your head. That was big in the older days. And that's, that's getting a little better. But I was talking to someone recently, and she was saying... That, you know, her doctor thinks it's still all in her head. I mean, she, all her new symptoms and that, that, that's happening, it's in her head. So it's not, it's actually real. These are real symptoms. Did you guys ever go through any of that? Did anybody out there go through any of that? So who has 10, 20, 30 years to wait to know what symptom is, is you know, the result of? Like, what's causing something? What, is it really multiple sclerosis? Is it not? What is ALS? What's causing a UTI like what kind of bacteria is causing a UTI? You know all these things, and we have you know and we're going to expose every last bit of it, have the truth out, so you have the truth in your hands, and that's when I say, look, we don't have ten years, we don't have twenty years to wait. I know I say that every opening of every one of these episodes, but there's a reason because people tell me every day it took twenty years. ...to get the answer to what's causing this. Twenty years to know that my trigeminal neuralgia is viral. Twenty years to know that Bell's Palsy, the droop I have, is caused by the shingles virus. Twenty... I mean, seriously. This is... We need this. We need this, and I thank Spirit every day. I'm grateful to Spirit, even though, you know, you know the story. So if this is the first time coming on, and this is your first show... It started at age four for me, and I diagnosed my grandmother of lung cancer. And I was a little boy at four years of age, and I woke up one morning and heard a voice perfectly clear from the outside of the body. And, and I, I was at the dinner table that evening, and Spirit had me come over to my grandmother and pronounce, uh, Grandma has lung cancer. And that's how it started for me. And, uh, I wasn't grateful to Spirit for quite a bit during my childhood because I was highly annoyed with having this gift. But I'm grateful now because I'm able to deliver the information and get it out for you. And I've helped tens of thousands of people over the years, but now I can help even more and more because of technology. And it's so great to just be, you know, be alive now in this day. You know, today we're talking about adrenal fatigue. We're talking about adrenal fatigue. Now, you know, I know I sound, you know, kind of... I don't know what it is, how I sound about this. But there's there's information on adrenal fatigue out there. And the more I hear, or the more I've seen, and the more that's written about it, it's it's got holes everywhere. It, it just does. It has holes everywhere. There's, so we're going to cover what those holes are. We're going to cover where... All these pieces are wrong. And if you even look at the literature, the new books, like the new Adrenal Fatigue books and stuff like that, there's there's I, there's pieces missing everywhere. So when you look at the book and you look through it, it's like, okay, it seems like it makes sense, okay, but no, it's actually backwards or or it's just incorrect or it's just misinformation. And that's what we deal with because it's the wild Wild West. I'm going to just be honest. That's what it is in the health movement. I said this before. If, you know, you want to look up, you want to look up on the Internet how deep, the you know, the, the ocean is, they'll give you a pretty good answer. They've got a pretty good idea of how deep the ocean is in different parts, although there's still some mysteries involved. There's still some, you know, <laughs> I mean, 95% of the ocean hasn't been explored, and um, we know that. But as far as sonar and everything for depth, we have that. If you want to look at, you know, other things, too, you can you can look into it. You can, you know, you can look up the tallest tree. What's the tallest tree? They'll give you a pretty good answer, and you know they'll they'll. You can look up a lot of different things on the internet, and you'll get good answers. The tallest mountain, you'll get an answer there. You look up adrenal fatigue? It's the wild west. Always has been. Always will be. Anything with chronic fatigue, wild west. Anything, it you know, in chronic illness, it literally is. It's like tombstone. It's like guns blazing. Um, you know, the whole, the whole bit, Doc Holliday, you name it, it's the Wild West and it just is, you know, it's John Wayne, that, that's what it's about in the health field and, you know, hey, look, it's nobody's fault, it's nobody's fault that it's like that, it's not the problem, it's no, there's no one to blame and that's not the problem either, I mean, it's not like we're looking for somebody to blame, no, it's just the information's not there, it's not available, it's not available. And so what happens is, it's just a hosh-posh, it's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot, it's a whole bunch of information thrown together, and the latest stuff coming out, stuff that isn't even out yet, that's just coming out, is, is antiquity, is, is antiquity, it's, it's ancient history. It's just recycled stuff for the last 30 years, shoved down our throats, and you think, <laughs> you know, yeah, do I sound like I'm being anno- annoying about it, you know, or sarcastic? You know, it matters, because I had a friend years ago, I still have that friend, but, you know, she was dealing with a lot of uh, chronic fatigue, and a lot of fatigue, and was going all different places for answers, and, you know, they're like, well, chalking it up to, well, it's adrenal fatigue, it's adrenal fatigue, and, you know, that's what it is, it wasn't adrenal fatigue, her fatigue was viral, viral fatigue, and that's one thing we're going to cover today, is it was viral fatigue, could not get answers. The information doesn't exist out there, still doesn't in the latest stuff. And these things have to be surfaced. They have to come out. Somebody's got to watch people's back, and it just has to happen. We've got to do it now. And so today we're talking about adrenal fatigue, and we're going to go into it without a doubt. Have you checked out Life Changing Foods? The, the Medical Medium Life Changing Foods book, my new book, check it out. Um, You know, get a copy or get get your hands on a copy as soon as you can. Um, I talk about everything in there. It is packed with what fruits and vegetables, herbs and spices, and wild foods really do for us. And it's set up in a way that when you find out what, you know, when you match up what you've been diagnosed with, and you've been matched up with that, or you've got a symptom, you go in there, and you look for the food that helps that and you'll find many foods that help that. Then you take those many foods and you incorporate more of those many foods that help that symptom or condition and you incorporate that into your diet and then some things change. They start to change because the information in there has never been published, released anywhere in the world, in any book. It comes from spirit about what foods, what you know, herbs and spices, what wild food is life-changing when it's used properly for your symptom or condition so it can either halt it, help hold it back, help prevent it, help you moving forward, help you heal, help ignite the healing process, and that's why it's really important. That's just a fraction of what's in there. When you guys open that up, you're going to be like, okay, okay, he did right. The boy did right. (laughs) I know I said that before, but I'm going to say, anyway, you're going to be happy. So, hey, listen. You know, um, when it comes down to adrenal fatigue, let's go into it. Let's go into it. So let's let's get ready for this. When it comes down to adrenal fatigue, there's a lot of mystery. To begin with, it wasn't even accepted in conventional medicine at all. Um, in fact, fe- it was ignored. Adrenal fatigue, it, it just, no, it, it's not real. It doesn't exist. And you're crazy. You're crazy. You're, you're you know, a little bit tired and you're crazy that's what it was years ago from the conventional doctor's office it's not their fault there's been life-saving doctors in all kinds of different ways in our in you know in the in the last decade since modern medicine we've been you know there's been a lot of great things happening with you know medical research and medical science and um and so but that's not it there was there's the dark ages the dark ages you know the 60s the, the you know 50s the 60s the 70s The 80s, dark ages, okay, where you don't have adrenal fatigue, it doesn't exist, and it's not even possible. This was during that time. Now, you think the 80s, you know, I I mean, was pretty recently, pretty recent, the 90s, dark ages, told you were crazy, adrenal fatigue doesn't exist in the 90s, okay, um, in conventional medicine early 2000s in conventional medicine doesn't exist. Okay, <laughs> right? Doesn't exist. Now, you know, 2016 where we are and heading into 2017, conventional medicine Uh, completely thinks it exists. They're completely open to it. And now suddenly, they're the experts. Go to the famous clinics. I won't name them. Go to the famous clinics. (laughs) You know what they are. Okay? Go online. Look at the famous clinics. They'll have all this stuff published on adrenal fatigue. They'll be talking about it like they're experts. Meanwhile, those are the clinics that would not accept adrenal fatigue as even a possibility or or remotely an issue at all. So now they're the experts, and you know how you know how they get away with that too, which is really interesting. All you need is a little time, because we just forget. Just need a little time, and you need a new generation of people turning, you know, a new generation of kids turning into adults, and then they think that these famous clinics, these famous conventional clinics, have always been be- behind it. And so our younger people don't realize what us older people have actually went through years ago if we go to if we went to a clinic a famous clinic well known one or one of the well known ones or we went to the doctor or some kind of you know you know we went to our gp whatever it is and everybody was told yeah adrenal fatigue doesn't exist so so the young people now okay which i'm sure there's plenty of you listening because i know we have a lot of you know a lot of younger generation listening and millennials that are listening you know it, you can go to these famous clinics or look online and you'll see all this adrenal fatigue information. Like, wow, they're, they're the experts. They're the experts. <laughs> experts. Yeah, sure. They hopped on the bandwagon recently out of embarrassment because if they did not start getting onto that horse and onto that wagon, it, it just would be, I mean, it would be lunacy. So they had to. So now all of a sudden that's where the experts lie. Well, let me tell you something. The information that's out there conventionally including clinics that have combined alternative medicine with their conventional medicine, they're still completely in the dark about adrenal fatigue and about fatigue in general because it's not all, you know, adrenal fatigue either. It's some other kind of fatigue, which is still everybody's oblivious to. And look, I got to say it. I got to speak the truth. If I don't speak the truth, I'm insulting you guys. Absolutely insulting you guys. And I'm not going to do it. It's got to be the truth, has to be there. And I got to say it like it is. So, you know, if you just logged on and this is the first time hearing the show, you may be like, well, this guy he thinks it and he knows it all. He thinks that, you know, he, no, actually, the problem is they think they know it all out there. And that's the problem. And everybody has to be honest to say, you know what? We don't know what mystery, we don't know what all these chronic illnesses that we have names for, we don't know what causes them. So they're actually mystery. Let's be honest about it. Get out of denial. And adrenal fatigue is kind of part of that whole kind of unit of it all. And that's just how it's been. So have you guys been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue? You know, probably. You know about it. You've probably been diagnosed by it, with it. Um, There were some great naturopaths, naturopathic doctors that came on the scene in the late 80s. And they started picking off some early adrenal fatigue. But you had to go find one. Good luck finding a naturopathic doctor in 1985. Good luck. I'm just going to tell you. You're going to have to travel three states. Maybe three states. Maybe four states. You, can, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't even, you know what? You could even travel ten states at that time. I know that in the early 80s, the first naturopathic medical doctor... You know, um, and I know him personally. Um, started out in California in the very early '80s. That and that's California, where everything happens first. Everything new, everything exciting, everything pop, everything fresh, everything advanced, everything you know starts over there on the West Coast. I mean, that's that's what we've been told all these years. And the first naturopathic doctor that entered into California, okay, was it was 1980 and, you know, so, exactly, but when the late 1980s came, and a whole burst of them came out of, you know, Bastier University, and came out of Southwest, and just, you know, a whole bunch of them came out, like, pouring out, like, <laughs> pouring out, literally, like, rain pouring rain, and then it's, it seeped into different states and finally moved in different places and got over to the east coast. And if in the nineteen mid nineteen eighties, you were fortunate enough to find a good naturopath or a naturopathic doctor, hurrah! It was like it was like a life saving boat in the dark ages of of the ocean of darkness and death and and <laughs> you know an ocean of of horribleness, and it was like a beacon of light. And you know, now we have a lot of, all well, we have a whole different array of alternative practitioners. You know, a lot of MDs that have crossed over. You name it, and then you know the whole bit. And the world has changed, but there's still big, big holes in everything, and that's where we are right now. So let's cut into some adrenal fatigue. Okay, so here's something about adrenal fatigue that we have to understand about. It takes a lot of adrenal weakness or adrenal reserves that have been lost to create noticeable adrenal fatigue <clears throat> to create real noticeable adrenal fatigue and even if the adrenals are that problematic that problematic that underactive that you know that overactive and that underactive it still takes a lot to get symptoms they do exist adrenal fatigue exists it's a problem without a doubt but what's really happening now is we're getting neurological fatigue that's what's been raging in as an epidemic nervous system neurological fatigue and it has something to do with the adrenals but it also has everything to do with viruses okay so neurological fatigue so let's start out with regular fatigue adrenal fatigue Okay, you've been hit with some bad news. Your adrenals rush. You shake. You're shaking. I know people that they're they're just shaking, you know, and they can't stop shaking. And, you know, and I know people that, and you guys might know them too, okay? And you might be one of them. You get some bad news and you're, you know, and you're shaking and tremoring. And the bad news wasn't even that bad. Wasn't even that bad, but you have a little bit of PTSD. And when you have a little bit of PTSD... You, you know you you can literally just the like least amount of bad news you could just start shaking and the adrenals trigger off now you know that's it, when we have that in our life or we're under a lot of stress or we're being pushed too far or we're not eating right and we're not taking care of ourselves and we're and and we're getting news and we're getting you know we got divorces and and you lose a loved one and you're taking care of a sick loved one and you know you're worried about your children and All these different things, it can wear on the adrenals without a doubt. Or you're just someone who parties, just wine every night, you know, or, you know, alcohol. Or, you know, you stay up too late and you don't sleep good. And and you get bad news (laughs) and you're going through a divorce and something like that. And then what happens is that, yeah, you know, you can get the shakes or you can get a little tiredness, you can get a little weakness you can get a lot of different symptoms. You can get a little bit of insomnia if the adrenals are pretty weakened or overreactive or constantly underreactive or going back and forth because that's what they do. They go back and forth, overreactive, underreactive. And you can get um, thirst where you feel always like an insatiable thirst. And you can feel lightheaded, a little bit of lightheaded. You can feel revved up when you're about to go to bed. So you're tired all day long and you're pushing through at work all day long. At the end of the day, at night, bam, you're like <laughs> you're like ready to go out partying. And now you can't kind of get to sleep. You're charging up at 9 o'clock at night. Charging up at 9.30 at night. That's a sign of adrenal fatigue. Or you wake up in the morning and you're just not rested. You're like, oh man, I just don't feel like rested. I feel like crap. That's when, you're, that's when your cortisol is like spiking or it's or your adrenals have been fluctuating up and down or they've been just slightly draining and then you're you know you're you wake up in the morning and you're not even rested okay and or wake up in the morning you feel good and then you, you're, you're crashing at 11 o'clock in the morning you're like okay going down gonna need <laughs> gonna need coffee gonna need candy bar gonna need something and that's at 11 o'clock in the morning or, you know, after lunch, your crash time is after lunch. Maybe it's at 2 o'clock, maybe it's at 3 o'clock, maybe it's at one thirty, and you're crashing in the afternoon. Okay, because that could be a possibility too. You know, or maybe you get through the day, and you come home, and you're just trashed. Just totally trashed, like shattered. And you walk the door like, oh my God, I just got to... I gotta just eat dinner and just gotta sit on the couch. I gotta just be on the couch. That's also a sign. Okay, so there's a lot of different signs of okay, of adrenal fatigue. Without a doubt. Okay, but we don't get our symptoms so much from our adrenals weakening like they do. Even though they weaken, even though they go through a lot, if we've been through a lot, something emotional, if we've been hit hard, if we got a struggle, if we got losses, they get hit hard, those adrenals. And some of the symptoms we can get from that because of the adrenaline that's been flooding in our system or rising up that adrenaline, that epinephrine, that, that those hormones, because of that, it can hit the nervous system and it could hit the liver. The adrenaline does more damage from the adrenals. Then the adrenals being weak. We get more symptoms from the adrenaline instead of just the adrenals being weak. That's, that's what happens. You, you understand? So it's like, you know, because I know it sounds kind of different, but hear me out, hear me out. So if you're somebody that's like, well, I, I don't understand. If you have weak adrenals, you have weak adrenals. No, what happens is, if you have weak adrenals, it doesn't mean you're going to get a whole bunch of bad symptoms, they could come after you've had so many adrenal issues and that's a confusion out there that's why people tend to not recover from their adrenal fatigue and and the, the alternative practitioners throwing all kinds of stuff at them like take all these herbs to get that rhodiola in you get that ashwagandha in you get that you know holy basil in you get, get you know you name it get all those different supplements in you and you know you're not really quite getting there and yes, there's an adrenal, there's an adrenal weakness without a doubt, and it could partially come up on blood tests and different tests at the doctor's office. Nowadays we're we're working better with that. But if your adrenals have been pumping too long, too hard, too many different circumstances, you've been through too much, then it's the adrenaline that's burning out neurotransmitters. Burning out neurotransmitters dopamine just annihilating dopamine and knocking out neurotransmitters. And that's where the sleep problem starts to occur with adrenal fatigue. That's when other things start happening like, you ready? That's when your liver can't, can't handle the load of oversaturation from your epinephrine, your adrenals flooding all the time from all that bad news. As those adrenals are flooding, it's, it's soaking up into the liver because the, the liver gets pickled and pickled by adrenaline, you're not going to hear that anywhere else. You're only going to hear it here, and, that, and and that's what spirit does. Spirit blows me away all the time. When spirit told me that, I was like, "What?" I just turned around and I said to spirit, "What?" And spirit said, "Your liver gets pickled just like it was in in alcohol, just like if you were in you know if you had alcoholism going on and you were just downing a lot of drinks and alcohol every day for years, and the liver gets pickled." It gets oversaturated with alcohol. Constantly oversaturated. And that's what the liver does with adrenaline. So what we start experiencing is... We start getting some weight around the waist. That weight around the waist... Isn't really from the adrenal problems. The adrenal fatigue. That weight around the waist... That weight around the waist is from the liver. Being saturated. Being taken over taken over and saturated by adrenaline and then the sleep problem is the neurotransmitters burning out because adrenaline is corrosive and here's the deal there's over fifth there's 56 different blends of adrenaline and that information you're only going to hear straight here just to right here I mean and 56 blends of adrenaline this is adrenaline it's undiscovered by research and re- science because research and science just thinks we have basically two hormones shooting out of the adrenal and that's it. With maybe a cut, you know, with a little bit of hormones in meaning, a little bit of reproductive hormones in there. Research and science does know that. So it's meaning like it's really bleak to where research and science is going. And I'll tell you why it's bleak. Because conventional research and science didn't think adrenal uh, illness or adrenal weakness or adrenal fatigue existed like I was saying at the beginning up until recently. So how far can the research and science go in just a, just a short time? I mean, come on, if they, if they realized adrenal fatigue back at 1950, do you know how far we would be? It would be amazing. It would be amazing. So, So what happens is there's 56 different blends. If you're in the shower, your adrenals are running while you're in the shower. And they're doing something in the shower. There's a the blend for when we bathe. There's a blend for when we go to bathroom and eliminate. So what during elimination? There's a blend when we urinate. There's adrenal used adrenal hormones that go together and blend and make a specific identical like blend, a bio bioidentical blend for just when you pee. And then when you get handed bad news, there's a whole new blend. That's the destructive blend. That's the fight or flight. That's the tragic blend that goes through our system and just burns us up when we're handed bad news. And when we're in love, that's a different blend. When we're broken hearted, whole different blend. When we're exercising, whole different blend. When we're dreaming, when we're dreaming, the adrenals are shooting out a different blend. This is not known by anywhere, alternative or conventional medicine. And, you know, and I have to say that a little bit more often. I'm really sorry I have to say that, you guys, is because new people that are, we heard about this, new people logging onto the show are like, well, that must be obviously information that's everywhere else, because why not? It's just everything is everywhere else. No, 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 it's just here so you can heal and that's that's what i care about that's what we're doing here so these different blends rush through the body for all the different things that you do when you drive a car it's a different blend of adrenaline it's not just the same thing and like i said when you exercise when you jump into a swimming pool it's a different blend so when you're swimming it's a different blend and so when you're when you're playing a sport, entirely different blend. And this is what the adrenals do. This is how complex they are to such a degree, and we're so behind in research and science. Now I'm going to tell you something. One person, one person, can be so fatigued, so fatigued, chronically fatigued, not even function, not even be able to function, not even be able to get out of bed. And their adrenals could be in better shape than someone who's eating chocolate cake, playing tennis, and drinking a martini on the same day. Feeling great. Feeling, feeling unbelievably great, you guys. So a person playing tennis at the country club, drinking martinis or margaritas, and then and then literally... Okay, literally eating some cake or some some kind of sweet treat or a scone or something, and you know staying up late that night, maybe going out dancing afterwards, and their adrenals could be in worse shape, more fatigued than the person who can't even get out of bed. The person who can't the person who can't get out of bed has better adrenals, and this is a mistaken alternative medicine right now. Okay, this is a great mistake because what this means is the person laying in bed has neurological fatigue. Neurological fatigue, they have a viral condition, Epstein-Barr virus, keeping them with chronic fatigue syndrome, but their adrenals are still better off than the person having a blast, playing tennis, eating chocolate cake, drinking, you know, martinis, going out dancing that night. And this is one of the greatest holes, like the holes, the the black hole that's involved in, in alternative and conventional medicine right now. We're not even near that, not even near figuring that one out yet. So instead, we would say, oh, this person, you know, laying in bed has severe chronic, you know, adrenal fatigue. Let's give them, you know, steroids. Well, the steroids help with, you know, they help, that's all they do. They might help pick somebody out of bed because... It's a steroid for basically a chronic illness. Any, any steroid you use for chronic illness, you pick somebody up for a little bit. But that doesn't mean they have severe adrenal fatigue. This is one of the mistakes. Neurological fatigue is inflammation of the nervous system and brain from neurotoxins associated with Epstein-Barr or a, a virus that's herpetic or in the herpes family. And yes, you can still have some, some, some adrenal fatigue with it, which doesn't help, which doesn't help at all. He could still have adrenal fatigue, which can add to 5% of it, without a doubt, or 10% of it, without a doubt. But see, here's, here's how it works. If someone's living their life, and they're, you know, going to work, and they're just feeling a little tired, and all of a sudden they crash completely and get really fatigued and sick and can't function and have to call in sick, and it lasts for months, adrenals don't give out in one day. They don't give out in one day to put someone from point A to point Z. They can't do that. They can't do that. So that's a viral infection right there. But then all of a sudden they go to different doctors. They're like, well, you that your adrenals. They gave out. They can't give out like that. You have a viral infection. That's neurological fatigue. It's from neurotoxins produced by the virus saturating the body. And then... Also, the the adrenal fatigue symptoms I was talking about, that's not neurological fatigue, that's not neurofatigue, those symptoms are real. I've mentioned them all, and that's adrenals. And I want to make sure people are taking care of themselves and rebuilding their adrenals so they don't feel like they're they're waking up at 9 o'clock at night. So they they don't get neurotransmitter burnout from adrenaline running all the time. So they don't get liver... Uh, dysfunction and stagnicity, so you start gaining a little bit of weight, so you don 't have all the you know um, thirst overwhelming thirst um, you know all of that and and a little bit of tiredness and fatigue. you can have a little bit of tiredness fatigue with adrenals we don't want any of that we have to protect you know the adrenals and take care of them so a they don 't cause more damage, cause more problems the adrenaline, and we don 't get too burned out now in the case of real adrenal problems. There is a group of people that do do have some serious adrenal fatigue. They've been through through too much trauma, too long, and the adrenals did not recoup. And yes, that could be a fatigue. But most everybody is getting now the viral infection neurological fatigue. Most everybody. So, because before, before, and this is important to understand, this you have to understand. Really important, you guys. You got to hang in there with me. You got your safety belt on. You got your you got your seat belts and safety belts on. Um, in the olden days, before we had viral infections, in, in the 1800s, late 1800s, early 1900s, before Epstein Barr took off, and little later in the 1900s, before Epstein Barr took off and some of the other viruses that we talk about, before they started coming to light and coming to town, getting in our systems, before that happened, when someone had adrenal fatigue, they never had severe neurological fatigue, because that was viral and it didn't exist at the time. They just had tiredness, or they had some of these other symptoms I'm talking about. Only these symptoms existed, even under World War I, when husbands didn't come back from World War I, And moms, mothers, and wives were waiting for their husbands to come back, and they didn't come back, and it was tragic. They still didn't have enough adrenal fatigue at that time truly to wipe them out where they were catatonic. Just so you know. Yes, it did happen emotionally, and there was trauma, and some people were hit with some catatonic adrenal fatigue, but it was rare. They still got up every day, they still took care of their children. They still try to figure out what to do to survive. What I'm trying to say is that catatonic, that severe fatigue, is a viral fatigue that is an epidemic right now that developed all in the last hundred years. And that's what's kicking the crap out of our butts. And and we're, and we're seeing it as it's just adrenal fatigue when it's not. Because in the olden days, you can literally, you have to go walk out to your yard and you have to pump the well in order to feed your family that night. And your adrenals were under stress because if that well pump didn't work that night, or it's st- or or sludge came up, or you couldn't get that water to pump, you couldn't feed your family that night. Your adrenals were running. They were running. They were just like they were they were just pumping and burning. And it was always like that in the olden days. Always like that. And so you know, but people never seem to tank; they never seem to tank with severe neurological fatigue. Do you see where i 'm going at? How important this is? But now we 're getting the adrenal fatigue. Sure, we got that like the symptoms i 'm talking about where you crash in the afternoon, you need to almost take a nap, you crash in the, you know in the um, in the morning, and a lot of this is because adrenaline is saturating the liver, causing glucose problems, causing blood sugar problems, causing hypoglycemia you know, burning out neurotransmitters, you're crashing in the afternoon, you're crashing in the morning, like I said, at the end of the day, you're like come to life, you get the thirst problems, you get a little bit of insomnia, all this is adrenal problems and adrenal fatigue, and the elevated cortisol is going, cortisol is going up and down, and it's real, and I don't want you getting that, and I want to get rid of that, absolutely. I want to get rid of that. But if you think you got the heavy-duty adrenal fatigue, if you think you got the real hardcore stuff, then you go back to the archives and listen to the Epstein-Barr show. Listen to the Epstein-Barr show. Go back to the archives. Learn about that. Okay, or, you know, look into the medical medium book and look into that. If you think you got that neurological fatigue going on. And what I don't like is if you do have the neurological fatigue, that you might have also some adrenal fatigue with it. And so it just adds, you know, insult to injury or how they say it, salt to the wound. So we do have to still take care of those adrenals because we need to get that 5% back, that 10% back. That 15% could even push it up to 15%, but the rest is severe fatigue from something else. So I'm just kind of airing this out. I'm trying to give you the direction so you can know what's what is and what isn't. And it's important. It's important. So... Adrenaline, adrenal fatigue, and adrenals going up and down and up and down can knock hair off a head, can knock hair off of someone's head, can knock literally the you know hair can come out. It could come out a month later after bad news because the blend of adrenaline when you get handed bad news just loves to knock off hair off of people's heads, getting them the thin hair and so forth and everything else. So it's important to understand too. And Depression, mild bouts of depression, definitely from overexertion of adrenaline. So lots of adrenaline flooding the system, saturating, can cause mild bouts of depression, without a doubt. And libido. Women who lose libido, they lose their libido, means that they do have some adrenal fatigue. ...because that's where the libido loss is. It's in adrenal fatigue. It has nothing to do with menopause. has nothing to do with anything else. It's adrenal fatigue. And the reason why it's adrenal fatigue... ...is because in, in in women what happens is that... ...they have a mechanism built in their body... ...that if the adrenals even drop down a little bit... ...slightly become underactive. Or they become underactive and, over, and, and they're fluctuating back and forth either way when there's an adrenal issue what happens is the body will not want to procreate because if you if pregnancy occurs there has to be enough adrenaline in the 56 blends that I'm talking about to push out a baby to go through labor and if there's a hard labor and not an easy labor what if there's a really difficult labor and it takes hours and hours? And, and before modern medicine can even intervene or help at all if there's a difficult uh, labor. What if this is back 100 years ago, 200 years ago? The adrenals are built and the body's built, uh, a woman's body's built, to make sure that if adrenals are even slightly underactive, even slightly, or even a little bit more than that, of course, libido disappears so that pregnancy won't occur. It's like a safety mechanism because you need that much adrenaline to push out a baby during delivery during that time. And so with men, that, that that's not there. There's, you know, loss of libido in men is, is, is actually mental. It's actually mental or it's a brain issue or too many heavy metals uh, if they do have loss of libido, but men's adrenals could be totally trashed, totally rock bottom, totally wasted adrenals, and they'll still have plenty of libido, and that that you know that does happen. So so that's something to understand. That information there is is you're only going to hear it from spirit. Um, and then glucose, understand that because the liver breaks down because of adrenal adrenals are always running under stress, saturating the liver when they saturate the liver, the liver loses glucose production. So it doesn't have the sugar to keep your blood sugar balanced. It The liver starts to come a little hard. It starts to get pickled a little bit from all the stress and all the adrenaline, from all that bad news on and off over the years, not taking care of yourself or not eating good or not eating at all. That's bad for the adrenals. And then you're running on adrenaline. What happens is that the liver starts to take a take its toll and loses its glucose reserves its glycogen reserves and those glycogen reserves are there to release glucose into your bloodstream so you don't get hypoglycemia see but they're connected it's connected to having adrenal issues it's connected to having lots of stress in the adrenals it's connected to having um uh, adrenal weaknesses Because when adrenals get weak, they tend to be sporadic too. And they tend to launch all kinds of adrenaline at different times for different reasons. And the liver has to pay the price. So these are some of the things we have to be mindful about and open to when it comes down to adrenal fatigue. So we talked about neurological fatigue. We talked about the loss of libido. We talked about the hair loss. We talked about the neurotransmitters. We talked about all of that. Some of the symptoms with adrenal fatigue, and we got to take care of our adrenals because we don't want adrenal fatigue and we don't want adrenal problems. But I'm just giving you the whole layout of what's really happening overall with everything. I'm giving you the entire layout, really important. And um, and the trouble concentrating, the trouble concentrating is from neurotransmitters burning off, burning out. And, bur- you know, burning out from adrenaline, excess adrenaline, from all that fight or flight and everything around it. Let's talk about what to do. Adre- uh, you know, when it comes down to adrenals, we need some serious help. In food, you got to be eating every hour and a half. If you think you have adrenal problems, or you even have neurological fatigue that's viral, you got to be eating every hour and a half. And if you're really seriously problematic... Then you've got to be eating every hour, snacking and grazing. The three meals a day thing is disastrous for adrenals. I'm just being 100% honest. It's disastrous for adrenals. So you have to know that. That's really critical to know. So you have to eat every two hours minimum if you think you have adrenal fatigue. Every two hours. Different snacks. Let's cover it. And this doesn't matter if you're... Paleo, or if you're a meat eater, or if you're a vegetarian, if you're vegan, if you're you know, just eat fish, whatever it is, I'm telling you right now what you have to do. You have to snack and graze. And one of the things you need is snacks, adrenal snacks, different kinds. Celery is critical. First of all, always do a celery juice once a day every day, which helps restore adrenals. It helps restore neurotransmitters, damages to the damages to the neurotransmitters, dopamine, all of that. It helps restore our neurotransmitters, that celery juice, because of the mineral salts. It also helps restore the liver and the hydrochloric acid, and that's one other thing, adrenaline and adrenal issues. Okay, from when adrenals start overproducing, underproducing, being erratic, you're under stress, all these different things, the adrenaline lowers hydrochloric acid. It can burn out hydrochloric acid in your stomach. Your digestion system can weaken from that alone. So with all of this, we need the right foods. What I like to do is have celery sticks for snacks, not on their own. I like celery and dates. Dates and celery. Potassium and sodium. Incredible for restoring adrenals. Dates and and celery. Figs and celery sticks. That's a great one right there. Dried figs and celery sticks. I love it. Um, Celery almond butter. Okay, if you like almond butter, celery and peanut butter. If you're a big peanut butter person, you know, some people tell me, well, what about peanut butter? Because I love it. I go, okay, well, that's okay. Some really good, you know, healthy peanut butter, if that's the case, with celery sticks. You know, sunflower seed butter with celery sticks. Handful of hemp seeds with celery sticks. A date, handful of hemp seeds and a celery stick. Apple slices with almond butter. Um, right, we said that. You know, eat um, hemp seeds with slices of apple and a celery stick. Cauliflower pieces, raw cauliflower pieces, cucumber and an apple slice. Dates and cauliflower. But you know, raw cauliflower and dates and a cucumber. All these different things you can do. Banana dates. And if you don't even eat good and you just like the show and, you know, you just like listening to the show and you really can't really get the food going and all that, that's okay. Do one of these things. Try one of these things once a day. And, you know, because someone told us recently, he said, I love this show, but it's hard for me to do the foods. And so I'm with you. We just, you know, I'm totally there with you. I support you and I respect and I stand behind you 100%. Um, Oranges with cilantro, and butterleaf lettuce. It's a strange combination, but it works for the adrenals. Mangoes, figs, and celery. Um, pears and berries with lettuce, or pears and berries with mosh, mache. Coconut water, and a handful of dried apricots, and a celery stick. Yeah. Sweet potato with kale. Maybe squeeze some lemon on there. Because, see, the reason why these are all designed like this from spirit is they all have a combination of mineral salts from different aspects and different glucose combinations. And these are critical for restoring the 56 different blends in the adrenals. So the adrenals, with all the different blends it has to produce, undiscovered by research and science, You there's, there's these different different food blends here, different food things. So it's not just like, okay, there's, you know, the experts out there, there's diet experts, whatnot. Well, if the diet expert doesn't even know there's 56 different blends and they don't even know that that exists, plus they don't even know, you know, what combinations to use with that, then we're just playing with food. And that's all cute and that's all fuzzy and that's all fun, but it doesn't mean we're going to get 100% better and I'm about getting better. So this is it. So these are the different combinations. Tangerine with some raspberries. And some lettuce. There's a reason for that combination for the 56 different blends in the adrenals. Banana, grapes, and lettuce. You can do romaine lettuce. If you like green leaf, do green leaf. Um, romaine is higher in a mineral salt. So it's actually romaine is pretty good for those adrenals. And, and the other lettuces are good too for different different combinations with the 56 different blends. But the romaine is good. Apple dates, collard green. Collard green. Okay. Um, You know, this is serious stuff. And, you know, romaine lettuce and a date. Romaine lettuce, a date, and a banana. Cucumber, avocado, lime juice. So cucumber, avocado, lime juice. Watermelon and celery juice. Watermelon and a celery stick. The amount of mineral salts in the watermelon alone with the glucose combined, the phytochemicals combined... With celery's mineral salts, restore the neurotransmitters burnt out by adrenaline issues, by by adrenal issues. Helps with adrenal fatigue. Helps pick up those adrenals and get them recovered. Okay, let's hit a few supplements while we got like just a few minutes left. Let's do this. Hit a few supplements. Chromium, really good for the adrenals. Okay, ginseng is a great herb for the adrenals. Ashwagandha, definitely supportive for the adrenals, no question. All right? Magnesium. It's a great one. Vitamin C is incredible for adrenals. Vitamin C is like a miracle worker. That's why some of these fruits and vegetables help too. Because it's the different vitamin C's, you guys. Different vitamin C in the tangerine, in the orange, in everything. Those different vitamin C's respond with the different 56 different blends coming out of the adrenals to help restore that, you know, adrenal issue. So... Ester C, Spirulina, amazing for adrenals. If you're doing the heavy metal detoxifying smoothie that I talk about that I have, that Spirit created, if you're doing that, then, hey, you know, that that alone is going to be helpful for adrenals too. Licorice Root, one of the most powerful adrenal bringer backers. Bringer backers. (laughs) It's not a real word. Um... So you know, cordyceps mushrooms helpful too. Barley grass juice powder. My favorite is the Vimergy. V is in Victor. I M E R G Y. I love it. I take the stuff every single day. So barley grass juice powder from them. That's a great one. Lemon balm astragalus. Okay, lemon balm astragalus is good too. Rhodiola is okay. It's helpful. Okay, so it it is. And then methylfolate, 5-M-T-H-F. So 5-M-T-H-F, methylfolate. Very helpful for adrenals. So these are the supplements that help. So, and you know what? It's a lot of supplements I just rambled off. But what you do is you can take one at a time, talk to your naturopath, talk to your medical doctor, talk to who supports you and stands behind you, and say, hey, look, check this out. What do you think? And they might be totally onto to it and, and like it, and then you get some help. But understanding how the adrenals work, what you need to do for it, and to protect them is important. And understanding if your fatigue is more than you think is normal, now that you're learning, then you're dealing with also a little bit of adrenal fatigue, plus you're dealing with a viral fatigue, which is called neurofatigue, neurological fatigue, that Spirit and I have, have been um, teaching people about all the time. So And that's important to know. And we want the adrenal strong no matter what. Even if you have neurological fatigue, we have to get the adrenal strong. It matters so we can protect the liver, get the hydrochloric acid to keep it safe, make sure we're taking care of everything, and all of this really does count. One thing in the Life Changing Foods book is if you, if you think you have adrenal fatigue or viral fatigue... Neurological fatigue, you can go in there and over the 50 fruits and vegetables, herbs and spices, and wild foods listed, you can find which ones which they help the adrenal fatigue. And if you take all of those ones and you make sure those are the ones you're eating enough of, incorporate in there, then you really get that adrenal boost. And same if it's neurological fatigue.